listener. Oh, look who it is. It's the BFFs, the Born Funnier friends. Yes, and um, I've already forgotten who this is. <laughs> well, we just recorded it. Oh, it's Madeline Maddie. We gave oh, her a formal fuck. name. <laughs> Maddie McRae. It literally says it on the thing here. People know. I just, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything in front of me. No, it don't, open your app and it'll. <laughs> it's not up yet. When no, we record it's this, up. it's not. Open your app. No, it's not. It, people are going to think you're crazy because it's oh, up and that's how people I can am. hear it. <laughs> how can people. This how are people be, hearing this? Think this isn't live. It's live. It's not live. <laughs> it is live. We are in the studio right now in your ear holes. This is the first live podcast. Isn't that radio? Shut up. We start calling our radio show our live podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Welcome um, to the live podcast. Maddie was great. I loved Maddie. Mm. I just forgot that we were doing this because you brush me, you go recording now. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old. I need time. Yeah, you do. You get, slow sh- down. you get shocked easily. Shocked easily. Yeah, shocked. Shocked me hard. What? Oh yeah, you're okay. It's going pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter. I have my blood thinners. I've got to slow I have to go get down. My blood checked. One of those. You know, Oh, that's really good. That's yeah, good. I've, I've had also, a few do you times. think? Do you think sometimes when you, they put the the blood, what's yeah, it called? The that checks your blood temperature. The, <laughs> it's not your blood temperature. Yeah, I don't think they care about your blood temperature. temperature. What is it? Oh, you've been forty-six. I might dive in. <laughs> I hope I brought the togs. Gonna go for a swim in that blood. It's like a jacuzzi. <laughs> if I blow some bubbles, it's like a spa bar <laughs> in those veins uh, of yours. I think you'll find it's your pressure, mate. You blood, mean it's silly. The blood pressure, right? Do you find sometimes that they do it up a little bit tight? You know, when it inflates. It? Yeah, but it's uncomfortable. Because <laughs> then it's supposed to go... Yeah, go... But sometimes, I think I have a blood pressure issue. This might be a bigger issue I should probably see the GP about. But sometimes it remains too tight for too long before it goes... I mean, I'm sure the and medical... it's like cutting off circulation. The medical professional with you would say something if there was something wrong. Mm. No, but I've just noticed when I've seen other people get it done. Off. <laughs> and, and a, and he just says it's so. harmless. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Obviously, you're born funny. And our yeah. next guest is Madeline. <laughs> Madeline. All right. Enjoy the live podcast. Shut up! Play <laughs> thing. It's live. Play it. <laughs> Funny people. An odd bunch, really. Not your usual folk. They've been making us knee slaps since the ancient Greeks. But what makes these real-life jesters tick? Perhaps today we should ask this person. Maddie McRae. Tell me, were you born funny? I was born into a funny family, and therefore, yes. Yes, I was. Guilty by association. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to the family. Nate, please get your hands ready uh, for a hilarious content creator who is known for her captivating skits and her witty reflections on single life. As a professionally trained actor and producer, she brings a unique blend of talent and skill to her craft, elevating her creations to a level of excellence that captivates audiences worldwide. In just over a year, she's gone from the bread lady to having 2.4 million fans across TikTok and Instagram, firmly establishing her as a digital presence. Between the fun and games, however, she has emphasized that her content is part of an effort to challenge many harmful stigmas associated with womanhood and believes comedy can be more powerful than people give it credit for. Please welcome the bloody hilarious Maddie McRae! What a bio! I love this. Uh, uh, she b- was the bread lady. This episode of Born yeah. Funny brought to you by Helga's. Uh, <laughs> no, wonder why. Oh, wonder, sorry. sorry. Oh, oh, fuck. oh, oh fuck. Fuck. 
Tip Top's the one. Good on your mum. Oh, we tip brought top. in crumpets as well. <laughs> we have fucked this up. Uh, Maddie, the one thing I love doing, and we were kind of talking off air just before, um, was I love watching people's faces when Jim reads out their bio. It's, I've never heard that. Now, Who wrote that? That was brilliant. Might have been our producer, Jared. Jared. Wow. Yeah, Jared. He's very, he, so much. He's very good I might these. steal it. That's a really great bio. No, he's, he's great um, at bios. That's it. No, <laughs> only good at bios. That is all. Oh, no, and bringing you in. He brought yes, you in, didn't and he? And he got me a glass of water in a mason jar. We love it. Yeah, which is weird. We don't have jars here, so I don't know where Jared's. Did you pop down and what think, Maddie? Because I didn't say obsessed with jars on her bio. He knows I'm an inner West girly. Oh, so I only drink things out of jars. He also offered. <laughs> He also offered if he needed to go to the toilet, <laughs> yeah. uh, which he's I never require... really done before. So no. do you have a habit of weeing yourself during podcasts? No. Bring no. in a second jar. <laughs> Bring in a second jar. I'm really done with this coffee. And, <laughs> an empty one, preferably. Uh, no, the thing I wanted to bring up was uh, there was one thing that kind of, you know, uh, got your attention. I saw your eyebrows go up when Jimmy read out professionally trained actor. <laughs> well, because, yeah, I am. Yeah. But for some reason, I was surprised that that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I... When you did that, I was like, oh, God, we've made that up. <laughs> no, no, I am. I, yeah, I have an enormous he- hex debt from yeah. training and acting schools because arts degrees are not cheap and no. they're getting more and more expensive. So. I'm, I'm going to piss a lot of people off with this probably and potentially more people we've had on Born Funny and later people, but I remember when I, I first saw the bread skid about yeah. going for a big night drinking yeah, and then you... Before a night out. Night out, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then I just remember, now I just constantly see your, your videos, they Uh-oh. pop up in the feed. So but sorry. I, I remember, no, no, I remember <laughs> watching them and just being like, ve- like, you're very animated, like you're very performative and a lot of people that do videos are funny, but they're not performative. Like it's an extra element to sort of know when, you know, like to let the, let something hit, you know, yeah. like a beat, like mm. something talking over each other. So I meant before even knowing this and Jared doing his research, I was like, wow, I wonder what her background is. So it, I, I definitely can see it. You do put the time in, yeah? To, yes. Yeah, yeah. We do classes in acting school just on facial expressions. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you said we do videos just on TikTok now in acting school. No, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised that they do because so many actors are on TikTok. But yeah, I do have a very expressive face and I think that's where a lot of my comedy comes from. It's my reactions to myself. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, do you find, and this is interesting, do do you find, you know, a lot of the, the funny moments in your video, aren't you actually saying anything, it's just you putting on a face or reacting as a character. Absolutely. My very, very first viral skit was just facial expressions between myself, my mum and my dad. Yeah. And it was just this kind of like just the eyes and the tension between us before the joke, you you know, when you sleep at your parents' house and you wake up, you know, 10 minutes past normal time and then they're like, Good afternoon. <laughs> like it's the most hilarious joke that, and they'll say it again and again and again. So that was my very first viral skit, and that was all just about facial expressions before and, they dropped the punchline. And, yeah. and your and your parents are in it. No, no, I was playing. You're playing your parents. Okay. <laughs> I was playing my so par- parents. were your parents funny people? Like you mentioned, like at the start there, they can be. I come from a, a family of performers, um, okay. and so like. We've all, I grew up dancing. My mum and her sisters grew up dancing. My grandmother is a belly dancer. She still performs. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. She's in a se- yeah, she's shaking her hips. Oh, <laughs> Bring her in. <laughs> hips don't lie. Um, but, I, you know, we grew up dressing up for uh, parties. And I remember my dad doing an ABBA skit with my uncle. And he played, uh, I can't remember the ABBA ladies' names. I but, you know, don't know ABBA ABBA is very nice. And they did There's the Mamma Mia dance. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I grew up in a family where it was always about having fun. I remember one family function where we just lived. Each other's farts. 
Excellent. Oh. We, we do those at the house. Hey. Yeah. Uh, we do after, after every show, we light one fart for good luck. It's like a oh. candle. Uh. <laughs> if I want to tell people that story, though, they say it's not funny. Um, at least for Maddie, it's. So what's, what's your. Do you have an earliest memory of you making other people laugh? Like whether it be your family or at school, is there, is there something or performing to people? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to perform. I started off dancing and then I went into acting when I was in my early 20s, but I never thought I was funny. Like I knew I could tell a funny story and I've always had an animated face and yeah. my family have always thought I had an animated face, but yeah. I was like, I'm a drama actor. I'm oh, very, yeah. very dramatic. And then went to drama school and we did a... um a sketch show and we took it to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, wow. And it was based on, funnily enough, poo and sex, which is very, <laughs> very, like, on topic. In to your the, wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's the only things I can talk about is poo and sex. Um, <laughs> Sometimes we're at the same time. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so we did this sketch show in, in Edinburgh and we had to do, like, a stand-up piece in, in the sketch show and then there was a lot of, um, like, just sketch performances. Yeah. And uh, we ended up having a review by a newspaper when we were there and they distinctly they reviewed our show and they distinctly spoke about me in it like yeah. I was named and I was like oh am I funny yeah but I didn't really realize I was like a, f- a funny person or even call myself a comedian until TikTok like I've always thought I was a drama girly so when you went you know uh, when you, you you studied performance and, and all that kind of stuff and acting and yeah. uh, waste all that hex did on it uh, no oh. jokes do it guys uh, <laughs> um, recommend <laughs> did you did you want to be a serious mm. actor is that what yeah. you wanted to do yeah I'm talking like Hollywood I want to be in the movies right and I always thought it was drama like we we do like clowning classes so you learn how to do clown and physical mm. uh, comedy and my teachers were always like, Maddie, you got to let go. You come on, you can go further. And I was just too afraid because I was like, no, I'm very serious actor. Okay. I'm, very, I'm very serious. They're like, be messy, be messy, let it go. And I just couldn't. Like, I was just so stiff in drama school. What about at school? What about at school and stuff? Like, you know, primary school and high school, were you were you in plays? Yeah. Were, you, were you doing that kind of stuff? Yeah. What Do you remember what plays you were I in? I was the drama girly, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, the drama nerd. Mm. Uh, ooh. Can't remember the place. Not really. Such a drama so, nerd. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long time since I was in high school. So, what, okay, you're in, let's go. Let's go to primary school. So early days. So yeah. your your family's very performative. Yeah. What are you like? Just in school? Are you studious? Are you no joke? Like, are you making mm. any jokes in class? I'm. A, I'm I want to give you guys more interesting material, but I was really studious, really boring. No, th- this is interesting <laughs> because uh, what people love is to, you know, to know how you were growing up and see how you are now. That's what, that's what I love. People well, yeah. just go, I was funny all the time. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the podcast is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Born funny. Yes. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, uh, Nathan, I do find that interesting because a lot of people that we have sort of chatted to, some people, um, you know, are, I don't want to spoil some of the podcasts if you haven't listened to them all. Spoilers. Some people I think <laughs> are. This Loki, bro. <laughs> Um, they they are born funny in a way, but a lot of people sort of find that. So I think yeah. this is interesting for people who would love to get into comedy or performance space to maybe listen to your story and go, oh, hang on, I still have a chance to, to get into this. Yeah. yeah. So primary school, not funny or very studious, yeah. like oh, great or, of, or just dramas. Doing really. well? Were you mar- good marks? I'm fine. Yeah. I was doing all right. I did well in high school because I, like, I tried really hard to study because I really wanted to get into this uni degree, which was uh, film and TV production. Okay. Because I wanted to be an actor, but I wasn't uh, brave enough to admit it because most people are like, an actor? What do you want to do that for? Had you said that to your parents? No, I hadn't told them that. (laughs) Oh, really? No, I was like, oh, you know, I'll be in film and TV, but I'll be behind the camera. Wouldn't they? But wouldn't they support it? It sounds like they they would be, but for some reason, I just figured it was like, it's not a financially viable career to be in the arts or to be a performer. And like my mind and maybe society had kind of made me believe that. 
Yeah. I couldn't do it. When they were dancing, were they dancing like for money? Like, were, mm. or was it like, it was more hobby? Always a hobby. So they had, I'll, I'll use this term lightly because none of us have it, proper jobs? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And they did yeah. it, uh, inverted commas, <laughs> air quotations. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Probably, well, because nobody in this room has a proper job. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, so what, yeah, what were they doing? You what know, were their jobs? For Financially, <laughs> yes, yeah, so my uh, dad's an airline pilot for Qantas. Okay, it's good money. Good money. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, financially good stable. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. my mum uh, works in like bookkeeping, uh, reception kind of right, accounting okay. jobs. Yeah, okay. So the dancing and the performative side of things that was kind of like a hobby Pure or a side. Hobby. Right. Okay. Yeah. Bro- brothers or sisters? I have two sisters. Uh-huh. My older sister's a scientist researcher. Good mm-hmm. money. Good money. Yeah. Good money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, real job. Yeah. Real yeah. job. Yeah. And my younger sister is a primary school teacher. Real, real job. job. But uh, <laughs> bad money. <laughs> well, yeah. But she's in a private school, so yeah. she's good. Oh, <laughs> she's fine. She is fine. Just if, you, if you're listening and you want to be a teacher, you've got to get in the private oh, sector, guys. The private, mate. And they'll sit. I have a teacher at my school uh, who has been there for uh, this year 56 years. Ooh. 56 years. And he drives his Rolls Royce. Hey. I mean, my first thing I studied was teaching. I remember like first year, I'm like, they get what? No, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. They, I, you're going to like, I, uh, teachers need to be paid more. Sorry for yeah. the, what they do, Absolutely. like influencing young minds. They don't get paid they enough to not. put up with our bullshit. I know. I oh, know. Well, not you and me, not Maddie, obviously. She oh no, was Maddie was very studious. Was very studious. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, let's like your friendship group through high school would, would they say you were funny? If, are you still friends with those people? Or? Uh, I only have one friend from primary school. She was my friend from kindergarten into primary, sorry, yeah, primary school into high school cool. and in uni. Oh, the yeah. whole way through. So, yeah, right. and I'm still friends with her. We've been friends yep. for like 20 years. And I don't even know if she would say that I was funny. Right. Has yeah. she, have you ever made her laugh? Like, like, did what happened when she saw your videos? Did I, she go, I didn't know you had this in you? When she, when she yeah, saw your I think vi- a lot of people were surprised when they saw my videos. And to begin, in the beginning, uh, they, the, the people that are closest to you, I think, are the least supportive people. Oh, correct. Yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. And so I think people are like, oh, man, he's doing this thing. Yeah. And then it wasn't until they're like, all right, good, cool, all right. Yeah, I'm not yeah. really going to watch it like it. Scroll past. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't until, like, I started getting noticed and, you know, reposted on other people's mm. stories. Like, when if they had a friend repost my video, they're like, oh, 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 she's relatable. She's funny. Yeah. But with that friend, I would say that she's the funnier one out of the two oh, right. of us. Oh, right. What does she do that, that you find very funny? She's just like very uh, dark humor. <laughs> very yeah. dark so humor. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Whereas mine is all about, I think, expression. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right, what does she do for a living? She works for the government. <laughs> yeah. oh, you are surrounded by people with real jobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you leave high school. Yeah. You're going to film and TV at uni. Yeah. How do you finish that I degree? Did. You, yep. I did. Because I love my parents, but they're like, get a real job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Finish your degree. Three. Have something to fall back, back on. on. Mm-hmm. Always that phrase. Have something, something to fall, fall back, back on. Yeah. Uh, so I finished the degree. And then the next year I was like, no, I want to study acting. And so I auditioned for a bunch of acting schools, did not get into any of them. Had a gap year. Cried a lot. Mm-hmm. Want to be an actor, and then the next real, year. real cry, or were you acting cry? Uh, real, real cry. <laughs> <laughs> She's a method actor. Yeah. Uh, real tears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I didn't get in the first year, and then the next year I did end up getting getting into a drama school that I studied at for three years, and then yeah, I mean, still no success in the acting world. It's very hard, hard, hard job. What is what is the process for getting into an acting school? Like, what do you do? You literally you have to rock go up and you say, "Hey, can I yeah. have this?" Yeah, and they yeah, say, yeah. "Yeah," and they That's go, "Great, get in." Yeah. yeah, and you couldn't get in. No. Uh, <laughs> 
Like, you're not allowed. <laughs> so, no. Holding the gates. <laughs> Let me in! Let me in! Let me in! I will climb this shit! <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, what did you have to do? Did you have to do a performance yes. for them? Did you have to? Yeah, right, you okay. always have to do two monologues. One's a classical monologue, sure. so Shakespeare, and one's like a contemporary. Right, okay. And I would never do a comedy. I'd never do a comedy. Really? Drama. So what you yeah so you have to do Shakespeare obviously yeah. like in her, all people say Shakespeare's funny oh. uh, so you had to do you know, you know like a Lady Macbeth yeah. out damn spot or something yeah uh, and, <laughs> I don't know what that is that's, uh, I'm also like, a drama nerd oh yeah, yeah. okay uh, yeah, Nathan was in uh, Susie called the musical yeah you can sing was, no no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no I was always the villain in you haven't musical. got a stage you have a yeah. stage presence stage and presence sings. well I'm I'm a talk singer so oh, like I'd be Pierce like Brosnan and Mamma Mia yeah or Scar in Lion King. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, just screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or deception, disgrace. <laughs> he was in trouble the moment. I actually think that was the fucking. If you want me and Maddie to step out, <laughs> would you? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nate. Yeah. An outrage. Oh, see, I've got range. Mm. Um, what was my question? I don't know. Uh, so you never did a comedy in, mm. in any of those things. What about when you eventually got in, right? Did you, you get into it? Yeah, well, to this, is this the yeah, acting yeah, school? Yeah, the, the acting into school that acting you did get schools, in. Yeah. Where, do you remember the first time you did something, you know, marginally comedic? Yeah, it's this sketch show that I did. Okay, which so that was in, the very first one. The first time, where, well, because what happened is we had this really, really large group of, um, like the class was really large, it was like 30 of us. And in order to go to Edinburgh, they wanted to split the two... Uh, into two casts and they ended up having like a drama cast, like a drama show and a comedy show. And the teachers chose based on what they think would challenge you the most. So they basically cast you in the show that they thought that you were the worst at. So they're like, Maddie's drama, so let's put her in comedy to challenge her because she's better at drama than she is comedy. Okay. So I got cast in the comedy show with the idea that that was my weakness. Okay. And then we devised this show and it was called... um, Poo shame, vagina curiosity, and other things that won't kill you. Yeah, and it was a sketch show based on, based on um yeah stand up uh, stories from our own life. So I told a story from my own life. Probably wouldn't share now <laughs> because so many people. I don't want you know you get when you're online you, you share too much about yourself. You yeah, yeah. Hide it a little bit, but yeah, I shared a personal story in a in a stand up uh, show, and then we did little sketch pieces. I remember one of the ones we did was I was a um a retail assistant in a sex shop sure. and I was giving a tour of the sex shop, but I used the audience members as all the sex toys. And so we went all the way around and so I was like, you're a big dildo. And then we <laughs> talked about that and, and you're a whip. And yeah, so that was the sketch show and, and that went really well. We sold out. It was crazy. And I was like, oh, wow. maybe I'm a bit funny. Maybe. So your mindset going into that, mm. you were told that this is your weakness. Yes. So when, how, how does someone just mentally, how does somebody turn that around and create such a phenomenal product that it eventually goes over, you know, Edinburgh Film Festival, um, all that kind of stuff. How, how did you turn yourself around mentally going, I'm only here because I'm shit at what I'm about to do? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was, It was. that's the thing about drama school though. You really have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. But we had a really great director, like a really great, encouraging director. And she had a brilliant laugh. And there's something about like hearing somebody's laugh live when you do something that gives you that little ego boost. And yeah. so the more you hear that laughter, the more you realize, oh, I got something good Okay, here. but did you also take it as like a compliment? Because they're like, "Oh, you're so good at drama," and in your head, you're yeah. like, "I'm a." I'll be like, "All right, I'll do this little comedy thing for them." Mm, I'll like, tick were you the just, comedy box. Were you ticking the box in your head to come back and be like, "Well, I'm going to go back and do the." In hindsight, I loved it. Like, I'm so happy that I yeah. did the comedy one because it was mm. obviously like at Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You really want to be doing a comedy because yeah. that's what's going to sell. Sure. Yeah. And so, in hindsight, I was really, I'm really thankful that's what I did. But when we first got put into that group, I was like, "What?" 
<laughs> want because I'd done all those clowning classes where the teacher told me I was a terrible clown. Like, Maddie, you got to let go. You're going to be messy. And I was like, no, I'm pretty. I can't. I can't make an ugly face. I don't want to do it's impossible. it. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. yeah. So it, it took me a long time to kind of realize that it's so... I think that's where a lot of my strength has come through with my comedy now. It's like it's okay to be ugly in like a... I mean face and... Even dressing as poo, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. Sometimes being ugly is is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was the time frame between, um, I guess, finishing that acting? Was it three years? The school, yeah. And then the starting the videos I online. F- I finished that in 2017, yeah. and I didn't start online until 2021. 2021. So I can't do math. Five four? years. Yeah, four. Five. Years. five four. Yeah. What, what was happening? Great. What was happening in that period? Uh, I was trying to. Uh, trying to be an actor, yeah, yep. working retail. <laughs> what to talk us through trying to be an actor? Well, what? just like uh, unsuccessfully uh, auditioning. For do, you have, do you have management? Or you do it yourself? Or? Well, it was. It's really hard to get an agent as well. So I was struggling to get an agent after that drama school, and then I ended up having to go back to train because mm. when you when you finish drama school, they do like a showcase, and agents come and watch you, and then you hopefully get representation. And after finishing drama school the first time, I didn't get rep. Right. Very sad. And so like <laughs> I was freelancing for ages and just if you don't really have an agent in the acting space, you're not really going to find out about the good auditions. Yeah, yeah, you know, you've yeah. got Star Now and you can find kind of like short films and independent productions, but getting the good stuff that pays well and that gets you good credits on your CV, you kind of need an agent. Yeah. So I wasn't repped for two years, two or three years, yeah. and then I decided to go do uh, like a one-year course at NIDA. Yep. With the hopes of doing another showcase yep. to yep. get in front of other agents and none of those agents wanted to represent <laughs> me. And so I ended up doing like a call out to some other agents and I did end up securing management yep. and then we hit COVID lockdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, cool. Hey, just a, we're going to take a pause here. Look at you now, mate. You're <laughs> killing it now. <laughs> Anyway, back to the darkness. So that, those two years where you know you, you come out, um, come out of acting school, uh, you killing it at Edinburgh, sold out, came back, no one's repping you. Mm. When you're going to, sorry to completely, you know, rehash exactly what you just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody repped you. No. Can you say it quickly? Yeah, sorry, no, but you were all alone. Nobody um, repped you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they looked at you and went, "Not for me." Were you <laughs> were you auditioning for comedic roles? Like, were you actively oh, yeah, looking were you for back those? For drama or were you or? back in serious mode? Or what were I you have to tell you, there's not as many auditions as you think. think okay. I'm okay. saying none. There's like oh, none. I'm oh. talking like commercials only, which you know you don't really have a choice. Commercial auditions is just like you know you have one line, or you just have to look wistfully off in the distance on a self tape. And what you, commercials were you in? I've uh, I was in a Modi Body commercial. Okay, Qantas audi- uh, audition. Did Qantas. your dad get you that one? <laughs> Nepo <laughs> baby. <laughs> No. Dad's like, all right, love, come on. You're in an accounting ad too. And a teacher's assistant ad. And a scientist job. (laughs) No, actually, no, but my dad was very proud. That was was my first ever job was a Qantas ad. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been to cities that never, like, did you sing or what was it? Yes. (laughs) I still call it. Yeah. I am the one. It's me multiplied a million times. I thought it was. CGI is great. That's how she's so good at doing characters. Yeah. She was all those young girls. all the kids. Yeah. She's in a poo costume and periods. Yeah, yeah, clitoris in the corner yeah, being right. like, I'm right here. Yeah, quiet, somebody find me. I'm singing. <laughs> I'm right here. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. what what was the Qantasat? What did you have to do? It was the first ad after lockdown. Uh, the, so 2020 lockdown when we thought that that was the end. Mm. They were like, oh, the airport's going to open up again. So it was just me with a, a suitcase walking through the airport and the airport was completely empty. Just me dragging. It's just the back of my head, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and, hey, the back oh, of your head is ridiculous. The back of your head is Can I get your number? Can I get your number, Can I get please? your number? Can I get your number, please? Because <laughs> um, I remember, remember the Qantas ad, Jim, that we, we played it on the show. I reckon I cried. There was the out of oh. lockdown one. I don't think it was that one, though, Maddie. I think there was a window. Is this they... where there was, like, families on yeah, the plane? Yeah, 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 no, it was that one. It, oh, was that you one? You see the back of my head for, like, like a second? Well, I need you to know, you made me cry. Thank you. You moved it was, him. It was that. I knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was that burgundy blouse and my red hair. Oh, I knew see? it. Oh, Drama. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> you got him. Tears of yeah. He believed that you were <laughs> longing to see your family, where <laughs> so, really you'd been with them the entire time. So, I guess, I mean, Mads, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, resilience in this industry, because I know some people have touched on it, some people haven't touched on it, but, you know, for you, it feels like that period of time, pretty shit. Really shit. Pretty shit. Really, so really shit. How do you, I mean, again, to go into, you know, uh, the mental state of Maddie, like, yeah. how do you keep going, man? Like, how do you, oh. how do you keep going after, you know, having the success at Edinburgh, getting, sorry to say it again. You don't need to keep saying that. <laughs> but then also picking up a couple of ads and then you, you keep pushing through until you eventually get there. Was it something in your mind going, no, I can fucking do this. Yeah, I'm going to get there. What I was think it? I just had, yeah, a delusion. I think it's just delusion. No. Yeah. I had this like unwavering belief that I was meant to perform. I think I, and I just have, I, I think a bit of patience and I think that's the biggest thing you have to have in yeah. performing arts because some people are really lucky and I have always really stressed about age as well. I'm like, sure. I'm too old to get started. But I'm, as I get older, I'm just really trying to, to let that go. But it's, I think it was just patience and, and that unwavering belief that yeah. I'm meant to do it. So you got management before COVID, you got into lockdown. Um, do yeah. they stay with you during COVID? Yeah, yeah. And you just can't, well, nothing's well, there's happening? There's nothing happening. Like yeah. the whole industry is closed. closed. Everyone, everyone's closed. Closed, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the, the second lockdown, which was a bit more intense. I can't remember. Yeah, it all sort of blurred together. But then, so you start to get the Qantas out and other things out when lockdown's coming out? No, so that was just before lockdown. Oh, that was before lockdown. And then lockdown. That was pre-lockdown 2.0. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that was between the two lockdowns. Oh, two ones, yeah. You know, goalposts yeah. in the middle. <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> uh, but then 2020. Sport helps. <laughs> two straight white men. That's Yay! what you need. Yeah, you just yeah, tell yeah. us in sport references, yeah. please. Got it. <laughs> references as West Tigers players, <laughs> would you? <laughs> I know nothing about that. Yeah, that's, that's fine. You nailed that. That's yeah, all that matters. Fine. You said the word goalpost. We were like, <laughs> and you got a betrayal. Yeah. Oh, she knows you know sport. She knows sport. Just keep going. I like her. Hey. hey. Um, and then, yeah, 2021 lockdown, that's when TikTok started. Okay. okay. Everything shifted. So, was it a conscious choice or was it, I'm just bored, I need something to do? Absolute boredom. Yep. Absolute boredom. So, in the very beginning, if you scroll to the very bottom of my TikTok page, you can see, like, I just did lip syncs that were very lockdown related. Uh, so I was doing stuff about, you know, Sydney people at 11.30am and I was lip syncing Kath and Kim talking <laughs> about the clubs. You yeah, know yep. what I mean? So it was just like lip syncing videos and it was just for fun. And then I had one video, the one I was talking about, the good afternoon video with yeah. my mum and dad. And that one was my very first viral video, which was like about three and a half million views. Yeah. That was like late in 2021, but my big, big, big blow up was the slice of bread. bread one, yeah. 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 Okay. Now, what did it make you feel, you know, when you wake up and you see these, you see all these views coming through, you know, during a time where there's still shit all work out there, mm. what are you thinking? Are you thinking about, sh are you thinking there and then I've got to shift to this online world? N not necessarily. 
I mean, yeah, it was just mostly overwhelming. Yeah. I was like, because that video, the slice of bread video had like 20 million views. Yeah. And I was just like, mostly just so overwhelmed that so many people have viewed me. It's a very vulnerable time because mm. like, what if I said something wrong? They're going to cancel me. <laughs> oh my God. It's like really crazy. And I'm like really scared and stressed. Somebody's going to say something that, you know, there's always trolls and people say mean yeah, things. Course, and yeah. so it was a very overwhelming time, but it was mostly just exciting because it was just really fun. And um, I never actually thought about career then. Right. That was just, it was just fun. And yeah. it was for a while, for a couple of months. It wasn't until, so this was last year that the slice of bread happened. So it's all happened very, very quick, quickly. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So that was February last year. And then June, so four months later, I quit my job. And then that's when I started doing it full time. Wow. So Crazy. are you still like in those early days of TikToks or, you know, in lockdown and coming out of it, mm. are you still, ch- are you still doing auditions? Cause you got management then or there's I still, not opportunities I, or. I had management, but like, it's, it's really hard to get work and so like the auditions were few and far between there's just not a lot i think last year i auditioned for a tv show once and the rest was just like i was i'm saying like one audition maybe every two or three months were you do you still have the same management yeah were you talking to them about your videos blowing up or you just keeping them separate she was aware but i didn't realize i think that like australia is quite behind when it comes to having a social media presence and then also being an actor whereas i think in the states are very forward Mm. yeah whereas like maybe casting directors still kind of turn their nose up to it they're just like an instagram i'm like oh we don't Mm. want you to audition they don't really care but i feel like things are shifting now yeah, because how do you? Because we've chatted to some people that sort of TikTok goes for two ways. One way is it was probably no one had anything like they weren't in this you know entertainment world at all. They blew up. Now mm. they can get into it. People like yourself who were trying to become actors or stand up comedians or whatever couldn't do anything for COVID, so they shifted the platform, blew up, and now they're like, it's hard to get back to where I wanted to be, even though I'm so blessed for the success. Yeah, I still it's, think I'm in that journey. I'm still yeah. trying to make it work. I've just just gotten new management literally this month. So yep. hopefully there's a shift and that we can, um, we can actually leverage the following to actually get into the room, yep. but getting into the room is the hardest part mm. Yeah, of course. and it's, it's kind of still not happening. That's yeah. okay. Cause I love my job. This is great. And I'm still, I'm, I'm acting every day yeah. and it's on my terms. I'm writing the skit. I'm not being told to mold into a certain character. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely in control of creative freedom. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's allowing me to have more patience <laughs> with the acting route and, yeah because i obviously still want that to be that's still the goal yeah um but i've i've got this now to kind of sustain me creatively while that takes its you, time are you looking at more comedy based roles mm. now yeah, yeah. absolutely right. yeah. Okay. i didn't realize i was funny <laughs> <laughs> so what i mean what kind of roles are we talking here what if you, if you can like what kind of roles have you auditioned for like what kind of like are we talking tv are we talking streaming are we talking uh, um, live shows what yeah, not live shows. I've, people ask me this all the time, and I really wish that I could. But and I know that Edinburgh was a, like that was a stand-up show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a rehearsed stand-up yeah, show yeah, with yeah. the director. And of course. So yeah, maybe live shows could be on on the cards. But um, yeah. So there has been some comedic roles, but I just yeah, the casting directors aren't quite the doors not quite open for me yet. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that it shifts soon because also I have this huge following, but it's not really here. It's not really in Australia. Australia yeah. Right. It's kind of, as you were saying it's before, everywhere. you yeah. know, it's, 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 it's so spread out amongst yeah. so many different, you know, communities and countries and all that kind all of stuff. all over the place. Like, I think my second biggest following is in Germany. Oh, good tug. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you, you've got that podcast now, do you have yeah. your German subtitle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a really high German listenership. Really? It's really? Crazy. Well, hello uh, to everyone. Guten Tag. Ich heiße Nathan. Um, und mein Familienname ist Roy. That's all I've got. Wow. <laughs> um, I want to talk, to about, uh, talk to you about Mads, and you briefly touched on it just then, is the, the creative process. Mm. Uh, as you said, uh, you're your own boss. You can create your own stuff, uh, which is phenomenal. And mm. we love your videos. They're so bloody funny. Thanks. What is your creative process? Is it? Are you writing a script and yeah. then performing it, or are you turning the camera on and seeing what happens? Yeah, I've, I listened to your um, episode with Will Gibb oh, yeah. um, yesterday in preparation for today, and I know that he's a big improviser, and I know that there's a lot of improvised skits, but I'm absolutely a script writer. Yep. I'm a list girly. I've got a spreadsheet. I have my videos for the next month planned. Amazing. Like I know what I'm posting for the next week. Like they're already ready. Like mm. I'm definitely a script writer, um, and that's where – I can really uh, play with comedic timing, you know, landing the punchline, you know, the jokes, pun- you know, yeah. jokes yeah. of three, the rule of three, whatever yeah. that is. Um, but yeah, absolutely write I them. But like what will happen is like something will happen in my life. This morning I had an idea of I was driving here and my petrol light came on and I was like, well, fuck, I don't have time to fill it up. So what if I played my petrol light? sitting next to me telling me that I have to fill up and I decide, oh, no, I just really want to go home. I just really want to go home. And so I go home and then I'll fill you up in the morning. And then the next morning you wake up and she's there like, hello, do you remember? But I just have this idea. So the petrolite idea like kind of sparked that idea for a skit, but I don't quite know the lines yet or what it's going to be like or what the comedic timing is. So I'll write that down. Just that idea. Petrolite. Wow. Car petrolite. So quite literally, is it, it's formulate yeah. for you. So that'll sit in there. It'll sit in my brain for a while. And then I'll like... It'll slowly brew how that's gonna come how that's gonna come out, and then um then I'll write and then I'll write the script when so, I'm feeling inspired. This is one of the things that I love so much about this podcast, Jim. Is you know talking to people who have so many different ways to to approach comedy. Mm. Uh, as you said, we had Will Gibb on mm. a, a couple of Improviser. weeks ago, and he is literally turn the camera on, see what happens. <laughs> With you, there is quite literally a method to yeah. it. And, and you've had equal you know, phenomenal success, which is phenomenal. Is this something that you, you know, you're always going to employ that kind of thing? You're always going to, you know, sit down, write it, craft it out and put that, that that's where I you feel most so. comfortable creatively. Yeah? I think so. And sometimes I'll improvise something. The, I think the reason why I do it this way is because I play so many different characters and they all have different outfits and it takes me so long to get it done hmm. that if I improvise a line that I'm like, oh, now I have to go back and film the other character reacting sure. to it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I've missed a facial expression. So we have to go back and set it up. And so I think that's why I plan it out to make sure. If anything, it can take longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, that it's course. more consistent because I'm lazy. <laughs> so were you doing that when you took it, you know, the um, the viral video of you and you're reacting, you're being mum and dad mm. and you're reacting. Did you write that? No, that was improvised. Okay. Yeah, so that one. What, do you remember the first one where you were like, I've got to start writing this down? And when you talk about the rule of three and that, was this stuff you learned from acting school? I think or did you Google from, or did you look no, at it? That, yeah, that, that's from acting school, I think. And I think just from watching a lot of comedy. I'm a big friends girly. Okay. And they're very formulaic in their joke yeah. delivery. Yeah, of course. Very formulaic. And yeah. so uh, it's from being inspired by shows like that. Um, but the first scripted one, I, I think the slice of bread was improvised. Okay. And then when that one blew up, I was like, oh, I got to make sure I do the rest right. Yeah. yeah. And so I started writing so, from there. It, was at any point you were like, because I'm just the, the funny part of like you being like, I'm funny enough to write this, like, or did it, they blew up and then you went, oh, I am funny. Because like you've talked about being a drama girl for so long, obviously yeah. you did the Edinburgh thing, but was there like when you were sitting there even improvising, you're like, I'm funny, I can do this or fuck <laughs> it, I'll see what happens. It blows up and you're like, maybe I am funny. I should put some time and energy into it. That's a level of narcissism there. I definitely yeah. watch my videos and mm. go, huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's good. <laughs> I'm good here. I oh, find that's it. funny. So yeah. when I when I first made the slice of bread video, I giggled at myself and I went, "Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good." Yeah. That's so you knew do, that's gonna do well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, you, were you ever worried that you know, obviously the 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 bread one goes so well, the one before that goes so well with your parents yeah. and, and those who are improvised? You're like, oh, wait, was there ever a part of you like you were so nervous to put so much work in, and if it didn't work, all the fucking time, all the time, all the time, it still happens to me. Right. And I think like the larger my platforms got, the more pressure I place on myself to be like, well, it, it always has to go viral. Mm. It always has to, otherwise you failed. And what happens if it doesn't? What what happens if it doesn't? Delete it instantly. Panic. <laughs> uh, I, I used to, yeah. yeah. But now I've now I stopped doing that because it's just kind of it's uh, this ind- like this job that I have and being the only one doing it and and focusing on the numbers so much is just really toxic. Mm. And you can't have that. Like if it's gonna flop, it's gonna flop no matter when you post it. Mm-hmm. So I just post it and then I learn from it. Like where did that go wrong? Maybe I came in too late with the intro or blah blah blah. Um, but I have been that person. So you right. will. So much like you know. Sorry to bring sport in, but two white men. Uh, Will you literally? We're also straight man. Go, eh? yeah. oh, sorry, Jeez. straight white man. Oh, yeah. uh, but you will quite literally, like a coach does, if something doesn't work, Learn. you will you will go through and literally watch the footage and try and analyse where you fucked it up. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And will you will you write down what you think you've done wrong? Oh, uh, just I think I just kind of feel it. It's about timing. I posted one video once where I just had like a, a big intro of facial expressions and like learning what TikTok's like. Everyone has a very short attention span so I'm like you know what didn't need that didn't need that cut straight you cut out the hey or the hello where the characters are meeting each other cut that out and get straight to the juice right and you will you will give yourself feedback and be like okay let's not do that again I'll talk to myself in the mirror and and carry that as a character or (laughs) as a character yeah okay do they have a name uh anxiety And if the videos go really badly, here's depression. And then tequila shots comes in. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day, depression's back. Um, Talk to us about the podcast as well. So, like, I mean, you know, in our short time together here, I've seen some of the clips of talking to you. Obviously, very um, skilled in conversing. Yeah, thank you. Was that something you acknowledge and want to do, or try a different skill, or? Uh, It was kind of presented to me. I had a a network come to me and said, "Do you want to do a podcast?" And I was like, "Oh, I guess because everybody does it, right?" Yes. All the influencers have a podcast. I have to. And the yeah. non-influencers. Yay. <laughs> oh, you kind of are. Kind of. see your clips. Hey, I know I did air viral. quotes before, but you didn't have to do them then. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your clips. They've come up organically without me looking you up, uh, so that's, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we open a TikTok, she's been searching. Yeah, no, I'll, get, I'll give it that $50 after. Thank you for that, Maddie. So no, but I, I, you raised an interesting point there because it is. like Nathan and I have been doing radio for 10 plus years, mm. yeah. um, and it's something we, we're very passionate about and we put a lot of time and energy into. Like, we, you know, you look at videos we look at the radio show and think like how do we get into that quicker how does this work how does it not um but yeah you mentioned it everyone does have a podcast and i guess that's you know an interesting place now where if you have a big profile people are willing to throw podcasts at people and go hopefully they all listen yeah because that's what they need there's still that commercial aspect i do listen to your podcast and i do find it incredibly interesting whereas a lot of people don't know what they're doing Uh, so are you putting that thought process in your videos into the podcast as yeah absolutely there's a lot of planning behind it because i obviously want to provide value in the podcast, but what it is, is it's an opportunity for my followers to get to know me better. Cause it's, I'm obviously playing characters in the skit. Sometimes I do like an a, occasional cheeky vlog, hmm. but mostly it's just characters, but the podcast is a way for them to get to know me better. And it's kind of evolved into this kind of confessional, uh, embarrassingly messy, awkward sharing space where everyone can share there's awkward stories and we just laugh about have it. Have you, have you shared that story on the podcast that you shared in Edinburgh? 
Yeah, you did? it's somewhere there. It's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere there. there you go. <laughs> have a list of Early on, early on, on, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know how you asked me if I'd weed myself in a podcast studio? I was like, I definitely told a wee story in that <laughs> podcast. Not in the studio, but yeah. that one time. You ha- it has happened before. It has. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the podcast as well, obviously you work with Grace. Shout yeah. out to Grace. Hey, Grace. Uh, how, did, how did you two meet and how did this whole thing start? We worked in retail together. She was in my retail job. No way. Yeah, so she's not on social media. She's not a comedian, a performer at all. I just think she's a really funny person. Yeah. And we weren't even really that close as friends. Um, but when I was given this podcast opportunity, they were like, do you want to do it alone? And I was like, God, no. Yeah. No, I need a podcast. I need a, a co-host for this podcast. I can't. I need someone to banter Can with. Can you do it as your character? Yo, We're all talking to no. each other. Well, because I also don't think that that has longevity no. either. No. So I wanted to make sure that it was something that I could sustain. And I know that if I was by myself, that I would get depression and anxiety would be right there <laughs> yelling at me. And yeah. they would be the other characters on the podcast. Bring, can you bring in some new characters? <laughs> I've heard from depression a lot lately. Oh, you're going to have to start <laughs> paying depression because no. she is here all the time. Uh, right. So, so you, just, you yeah. just asked Grace one day. Well, I, will, I wanted to go through like a bunch of friends. It was like I was going to test them all as co-hosts. So we were okay. just doing like the test to figure out what the show was. And she was the first one available to come in and like test the podcast. So I was yeah. like, will you just do a test record with me? And the guys who were producing it afterwards were like, oh, she's really good. Yeah. And then I just asked her. And I was like, I don't need to test the rest. Cancel on everyone else. You're all fired. It's a no. <laughs> and Grace stayed. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, how did you find that transition from, you know, the videos were going so well, all those videos were you. You know, yeah. you would sit in your own creative space. You would write that stuff. You'd then film it and put it up, all that kind of stuff. It was very all Maddie. Mm-hmm. How did you find having another person in there to carry some of the load of the work you're putting out there? It was, it was actually quite a relief. It's yep. a relief to have kind of like the shared uh, responsibility about being funny. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I, I, my videos, I think that like I care too much about them sometimes. And yep. so like having somebody else there allows me to like not care less, but place less pressure on it. And it's more effortless. Has there been moments when you've, you know, been recording or doing stuff together and you've both known it hasn't worked or something hasn't gone well and she's made you feel better because, you know, because you've had so much internal pressure put on yourself and to have someone there and go, don't worry about it. Yeah. Let's, uh, has that happened Definitely. before? She also has like a really great laugh. She has a brilliant laugh. And like what I was saying before, like that little ego boost to have mm. someone laughing at you. Because when I'm performing in my living room, there's no one laughing. <laughs> there's no, unless when I'm editing and giggling going, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no one's actually laughing at my jokes. I don't know if it's funny, but yeah. having her there to laugh at me is it's great. It's that in instant, you know, mm. gratification for, yeah. for what you're doing, which yeah. is something you've, you haven't really been used to. No. You know? And especially like when posting a video as well, like nobody else watches the videos before I post them. So I don't know if they're good. Like I can find it funny, but I don't know if they're bad yeah, yeah, until yeah. I post it. And then like a million people see it and go, this is crap. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. So you'll never, you'll never show anyone else beforehand. You'll never, you know, <laughs> there's no one in your life where you'll be like, Hey, do you think this is funny? Or you're just no. like, no, I've done yeah. the formula. I, I know this is fucking I just funny. kind of post it. I yeah. once remember showing my sister a video, my scientist sister. Mm-hmm. a video and she's like that's not funny and I was like well fuck you yeah. I'm posting it anyway <laughs> put your lab coat back on bitch yeah, <laughs> yeah but everyone in Nate's eye like if we mention anything about the show or a video that we may post of the show Nate's fiance my girlfriend my roommate everyone will be like shit yeah, yeah. Like, the bar's higher though yeah. with the people you know I think so so I feel like it's it's very risky to show those people so like, ah, shit. Yeah. Have, have your family started to see you as a funny person now has oh. that has that happened yeah then? was yeah. there a transition point where Is there a know, moment was there a moment Ooh. where they're like holy shit we've got a funny daughter or sister well i think that like what i was saying before i've always been very expressive so i i feel like i've always been this version of me when i'm mm. telling a story so maybe not but i think that my mom's definitely said to me 
recently because she's always supported me as an actor, but now she's like, oh, oh, you're good. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry? I wasn't. I wasn't. Slightly less patronising. So, so when yeah. you came to my Shakespeare performance of second year drama school, you, you were lying. And I'm doing some out damn spot shit. And <laughs> yeah. you, did, you were not yeah. into that. You were Through lying. The chin, Mum you know? was a great actress. <laughs> Yeah. You believed her. That's where I get it from. Yeah. yeah obviously you. But yeah. like, yeah, having this following, my mom's very excited by it. And so like, finally, I guess a very traditional job family have accepted the creative. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that, that official acceptance is there. Was there yeah. ever a conversation, you know, when you quit your actual job and came into this one, was there ever a conversation that you had with them beforehand or you just did it and like, Hey, by the way, this is me full time now. It was a big conversation. I was actually about to move to Vancouver just before oh, wow. I quit and then TikTok blew up and I didn't end up going because I was going over to try, try and be an actor because yeah. that's where all the films are being oh, made. Oh, you weren't going to get like Whistler or something and go, no, no, not the lift your feet up, lift your feet up, lift your feet up. Yeah, no, Vancouver, there's like a lot of acting gigs yeah. there. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll move up there and try it there. But then um, TikTok kind of blew up and I decided to stay and then that's when I quit my job. Um, I think mum... Mum, and she's probably my biggest influence and the person who I need approval of the most. Sure. She was always very supportive, but she always had that as long as you've got something to fall back on, which I have because yeah. I finished that communications degree. Yeah. I got there it. There you go. <laughs> Mum, if you want to be supportive, pay the hex debt. <laughs> <laughs> it's so high. Hey, you... guys, just for $1, you can help pay Maddie's hex debt. <laughs> Put out, what is it, the PayPal account or whatever you can put in the link? Go find me. Yeah. <laughs> Help, Maddie. Um, uh, are you writing bigger form stuff? Is that what you're doing now? Is that next? That is on the cards if I could just get off my lazy ass and do it. <laughs> but I have an idea floating. Like my skits, I have an idea floating in my head that I would yep. like to write a comedy show um, for women yep. in the late 20s dating scene Sydney, which is very much like on brand with the kind of stuff that I make. Yeah. Well, I, w- I wanted to talk to you about that as well. You know, um, one of the big things, and Jim, you read it out in uh, in the intro, uh, you know, your content is in an effort to, to challenge a lot of these harmful stigmas. Yeah. Was this something that you set out to do from the start or is it something you're like, you know, this has now become part of my comedic identity? Yeah. Just an accident. Yeah. It's wow. just because I, I come from a very sex positive family. And so like I make skits about s- sex all the time. Um, and I didn't realize that I was actually making people more comfortable talking about sex, which yep. was kind of crazy because yeah. I've, I've grown up in this, in this world where it's okay to talk about it and women's pleasure was obviously so important, but I didn't realize it wasn't for so many people in the world. And so yeah. accidentally and through laughter, I've, I've challenged this kind of like weird stigma that women aren't allowed to find pleasure. So yeah. it's been kind of an accident. Yeah. It's yeah. still one of the funniest videos. And again, I watched it again today and I saw it so long ago <laughs> was the one with the flower on the ground. <laughs> the whack-a-mole. Fuck. So funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not DJ Dex. And she's like, <laughs> trying to start a fire. I'm a god. <laughs> so good. Mate, give it a work. I've just re- like hashing <laughs> that video out, like yeah. recreating it himself. Oh, Ask my me- fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I, that you are rated E for educational. Let yes. me tell you that yeah. much. Yeah. I've got a new trick. It's called whack a mole. Yeah. I'm gonna smack it. <laughs> but uh, have you found? You know, obviously you bring comedy into that, and you allow people to to have those conversations and stuff. Have you ever had someone message you uh, who have gone? You actually have helped me in a certain area. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, really? Is crazy. What are some of the messages you've got? People literally saying like, "You've made me feel so much more comfortable about exploring my sexuality." Because I obviously in the podcast we talk about dating and sex a lot in a more personal sense, and then I, you know, I made skits about men whacking a clitoris yeah. and <laughs> playing the vibrator and and really um champion championing women's pleasure. And so I've had people message me being like, "You've made me feel so much more comfortable about exploring this about myself and talking about it with my friends because." 
it's just a regular thing that we all do. There's something yeah. like that because, you know, when we go back to Maddie who wanted to be, you know, the serious oh, actor. and so serious. Does, does something like that still provide that tick in that serious box for you? It's like, yes, what I'm doing is funny and then the message is out there, but I'm still having, you know, serious reactions from people going, I can do both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Because I often like, I'm, I'm terrible at comparing myself to other creators and I'm always like, am I providing value? Yeah. In what value am I providing? Hmm. A good laugh, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, underneath there, there's a, an extra layer, which is kind of great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think um, young Maddie would be saying to you right now? She'd be happy with where you're at or she'd... She'd be so happy. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be happy. I think she'd be embarrassed that I have a, like a, a dress literally for poo. poo yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, what? Hey, we are a serious <laughs> actress. Do you what use that doing? five times? Money worth it. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Tax write-off. The shit dress. Who oh, dress? God, I'd love to see your tax file. But me and yeah. the me shopping thing, like I need the perfect shade of brown plate poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, would that, what, what would that Maddie say to you? Would she she'd be stoked? Would she be like, keep going? Or yeah, what? she'd just be stoked that she's performing. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like that's always what I've wanted to do. I didn't re- like this door didn't exist for me. TikTok didn't exist when I started drama school. So sure. I had no idea that this is what I'd be doing. Like I have an, a, a communications degree where I learned how to edit. Yep. And then I have an art, a drama degree where I learned how to act. And then somehow the internet has provided me a job where I can do all of it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, not only that, and I want to bring this up as well. Uh, comedy content creator of the year. <laughs> yeah, I forgot and about that. This is Matt <laughs> to Audio Bones. Here's that water guy. Put some round of applause in. Yeah, yeah. sound effects. <laughs> Fireworks. Um, so, so this is huge. So uh, nominated this year. Yeah. 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 Uh, how do you feel about that? Like So excited to, and overwhelmed. To get a nod for something like that. How did that happen? Did they email you? Did they call you? What happened? Yeah, they emailed me. Like, I didn't even know how they how they choose the people. But th- this is the first year that they've broken up into categories. And I thought, thank God. Because yeah. I was never going to be up against those massive, massive creators. Because sure. normally it was just three people nominated for one award. Yep. Um, but they've broken it up into a bunch of different car- categories, and one of them is comedy. And so I'm up against some big names, so I'm a bit scared. Who are you up, or who are you up against? Jimmy Reese. Okay. Oh, oh, Jimmy Reese. Good. Beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then these two guys called the Reese Brothers. Okay. Yep. Um, very Aussie humor as well. Um, yep. So I'm really just happy to be like the only lady up there as well. I think that's yeah, of course. a huge achievement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they emailed me, and then we set up a call, and yeah, they were just like, we love what you've been doing, so we'd love to nominate you. It was kind of crazy. This is the first time I've gone to the awards this year, too. So I I only go if I'm nominated. Yeah, no, same. Yeah. We only go yeah. if we win things. Yeah. 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 We'll phone ahead yeah. and be like, yeah. tell me if I've won, otherwise <laughs> I'm not rocking and up. They go, you're not nominated, stop calling this <laughs> number. <I'm laughs> like, How did you get the number for the Arias? This is a music award <laughs> ceremony. Who Shut up. You? Do I win? Do I win? <laughs> is it, how does that, that feel as well? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, to, it's a comedy award. Yeah. When we hold this whole thing, you're a, you're a drama girl. This is the what? This is the person comedy who award. got put in the, the comedy thing. Because it's not your thing. It's a challenge. You're a serious person. Let's try that. And now she's fucking nominated. How, like, Come on, oh, that must feel pretty it's amazing. It's just like so, I, I'm just dumbfounded and so, so grateful. It's just an amazing opportunity. I've worked with TikTok a lot this year, so to be recognized by them is just yeah, out of this world. And I don't care if I win. I'm just happy to be there. So I just can't believe it. Yeah. Crazy. We care if you win or not because oh. we haven't had the other two on the podcast, fuck so them. fuck them. Uh, <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> hey, Maddie, we appreciate you coming on this podcast so much. We love you. You are definitely one of the funniest people uh, that we have had on this podcast. Oh, good. Uh, Hopefully then, you win the award. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. If not, we write. Uh, or we delete the podcast, either one. So obviously you've now heard your whole story put mm. out in front of you there. So we originally asked you at the start, do you think you were born funny? You gave us an answer. You've now heard heard your whole story. Mm. What do you think? Manny McRae, were you born funny, yes or no? Oh, God. 
I thought I was, but listening to that back, I guess mm. I, I, I didn't believe it, but I think I was. Yes, the answer is yes, but I had to find it. Jim? I, I'm going to say yes with that caveat as well. Mm. That it, I think from... I'm going to say it was there, but you didn't know it was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, you to... From whatever happened and the route you took and maybe the things around you, whether you know you know you knew that or not from, you know, it's that you know nature versus nurture yeah. debate. Mm. But you've, you've ended up in something that you're in, incredibly talented at and I don't think you could be nominated for these awards and, and continue to make these videos and, mm. you know, have a podcast and, and do all that if you, if you weren't born funny. Mm. <gasps> It's like you were, you know, to use a sport analogy, you were playing soccer right, oh. very early on. And then you realized, holy shit, I'm really good at rugby. And then you came in. <laughs> exactly. There you go. For yes. all the people who have no idea what we're talking about, now you fucking understand. <laughs> sports. There's, sport reference. There's a very weird Venn diagram of sport lovers, comedy lovers, and there's Jimmy Nath. And all these people go, I don't know how to finger my girlfriend. <laughs> Don't smack it. Yeah. What? Yeah, let me write that down. <laughs> Talk smack. slower. What? That Don't. is a tattoo. Can we get team tattoos? Yeah. Don't smack, smack it. it. It is not whack a mop. Digital Kira, you are laughing too much. <laughs> Stop. If every woman could get a tattooed above them, just don't smack it. Oh, that's oh, right. Whoa. You know what? It should come with the manual, yes. Maddie. It should come with the... I'll write that into a skit. Thank you. Thank you. Maddie McRae, we love you to be Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Listener.